0: In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, I stump Bill with another music trivia question from your grandpa's record collection. Sorry, millennials. Bill quotes an obscure physics saying that falls over the audience like a lead balloon. And we take a mailbag question from Kara, who wants to know how to deal with the
1: pressure of being number one. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Kasky. I'm the other host, Brian Neal. We are so glad to have you. We're starting off the year with a big old bang with our co-video mailbag people and questions that have been sent in to us and also uh, audioed in, so we're going to do that today. And uh, we've gotten a lot of those over the last few weeks, ever since we announced this, uh, that we were going to do that. In uh, January, every yeah. session was going to be a new question, and we've done that. And we might have to double up here on the next couple of weeks. We've yes. got so many good questions come in. Yeah, and
0: we still want you to keep them coming. So just because yeah. we're it's the end of January doesn't mean that we don't want your questions. So you just send us an email, an audio file, preferably high-quality audio, of course. Mm-hmm. To listener at com, we'll uh, take those questions and- uh, we're actually, uh, you know, we, we talked about uh, we're going to talk to one today uh, that uh, one that Bill actually talked to a listener, and I I like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd love to maybe call a couple of random people. We should just for fun, yeah, you know,
1: especially if you, yeah, if there's a coaching of a deal that you yeah. might want to do, or uh, just just a chat, kind of fun, just a chat. We like that. So so Brian, you have a well, some sort of a contest. You know,
0: we've talked about our um, our, our enjoyment of music and mm-hmm. and obscure music especially. And I was singing a song. I was at my workout program. We're singing the song, and I was trying to figure out who sang it. And I was Were you actually the singing the song? We were singing with the song. The- <laughs> we were, actually, because this one of the songs is a woman's name, and this gal that works out with us has this name. Oh, okay. So we okay. kind of sing her name sometimes uh, gotcha. to her. And then I'm like, who sings that song? We had this huge debate, and I was dead wrong of who it was. And I bet you're going to know who it is would be my guess. Now, we've also talked about, you know, we've got a very wide variety of mm-hmm. age people that listen, but you and I tend to live in that 70s. Is this 70s. 90s or this sooner? No, nope, okay. this is not. Recent. This right. is actually more in your wheelhouse, Bill. Okay. I'm just going to play a little quick hit. You ready? hmm Got that?
1: hmm
0: You know what song that is? Mm-hmm. You do, don't you? But You don't know who sings it, do you? I struggled on this one.
1: Well, give me more. Okay, give me some more. One of the greatest songwriters. Okay, that's enough. Ever? Yeah, yeah. You know who that is? Yeah,
0: Brooks and Dunn. That's not Brooks and Dunn. They remade it. That's a good guess. Okay, don't tell me. My Maria. Yes, is that the song? It's My Maria. This woman's name is Maria. I'll I'll give you. Can I give you another song this guy wrote? Oh yeah. Ready? Three Dog Night. That's what I thought too. It's not Three Dog Night. Shangri-La is not Three Dog Night? It's Shambhala, because I thought it was Shangri-La, okay. <laughs> too. I think everyone in the world thinks it's Shambhala. Shambhala. Shangri-La. No, that's a place in Taiwan or somewhere. <laughs> you like don't want to Sh- go to. Shangri-La. <laughs> it's Shambhala. Isn't it? Those are okay. two great songs, by the same guy. He died when he was like 36 or 37, I believe. Very obscure uh, person.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This is a good one, though.
0: B W. Stevenson, never, never heard never of him, heard of and it. those two songs are just fantastic. Are, My Maria those, was B My w, w Stevenson, is B W Stevenson singing
1: it, uh-huh. and that's his version. This is it. And he died. He, yeah, oh, I, I think know, he died when he was really young. Yeah. isn't
0: that great? That's awesome. Shambala, someone needs to do a movie about this guy. Anyway. That's your movie music trivia. That's for today good. The well, I failed. Pun. That was a good I one. Failed. See, I thought
1: you would get that one for sure. Well, I I got one, the one song, but I missed the
0: other song. And those are really popular. Are. ish you know, yeah. seventies ish songs for
1: that. Was, who'd you uh, think the uh, Shabba was? Dog was. Night for sure, I, did too. I had. Uh,
0: yeah, I would have bet a million. dollars. Did they do this. one something like know. that?
1: I have no or idea. Or cover
0: it, maybe. Not sure.
1: Uh, okay. There you go. Oh, well, I'm so disappointed kids. in myself. I'm gonna have to go to therapy this afternoon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the co-video mailbag, where Bill and Brian do their best to answer your
1: questions. Or make something up that sounds good. So here is the, uh, here's the deal. You know, we asked for voicemails and audio uh, questions here a few weeks ago. and I got a, an email f- uh, last week from a lady named Kara. And she is with a national company, and they have a large sales meeting coming up in September of this year. So she's got some time. And she was asking me, she has to do a major presentation in front of like a 1,000 people. And mm-hmm. she was uh, she's a national accounts person and has done really well. But she was asking me for some advice on what to do. So we talked about that a little bit. But then at the very end of the conversation, she came back with this question. And this is the one I'd like for us to deal with today and, and answer. So here is... Uh, Uh, Lovely. Kara, she had a great question. Here it is.
0: Well, you know, like, I'm number one. I've been number one for the past three quarters. We do a rolling four quarters, and they put 30% growth on me every quarter. So, you know, like... um being, like, a very high achiever, like, I get all my personal satisfaction from being at the top. So I have a lot of anxiety about possibly not being at the top anymore. Do you want to know how to send powerful video emails? For your free trial, go to podcast.com forward slash co And send us your toughest questions to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com.
1: So when Kara emailed me and I called her back and I said, do you know why... I have taken this, because we get that email a lot. We people do. People we'll say, get hey, that. just give me, you know, give me five minutes on the phone. And if we did that all the time and we wouldn't charge for it, then it would take us a lot Not time. good for the business model. No, it's not a good no. business model. So I called her back, and I said, do you know why I, I called you back? And she said something like, yes, because we had this set up Oh! And I said no, no, no. I mean, do you know? Do you know why I'm calling? Because we get a lot of these. I didn't explain myself for a while. And I said because your name is Kara. And I said my daughter's name is Kara. Aww. And I know you have nothing to do with each other. That's it's nice. Like, and they don't. You don't even spell your name nope. the, the same way. <laughs> So, uh, but that was the main thing. And so she was a really delightful lady. So what do you think about that question of, and I think it happens to a lot of high achievers, especially this time of year, entering into a new year. And it doesn't really matter what, what time of year it is. It's just that fatigue sometimes yeah. of operating at a high level.
0: Uh, it is. And and I, I almost, uh, this question took me really into a reflective mode here about more of the philosophy behind uh, high personal achievement and things, yeah. because so many people yearn for more, and then when they get more, they realize it's way harder than they thought it was going to be. And yeah. there's pressure that comes around with high performance that she's feeling right now. And while it looks good from the outside in, to get your name up on the on the board mm-hmm. as the number one person to get called up for President's Club for the eighth time in a row, there's immense pressure that comes with that. And if any sales leader is going to go to a person to drive a number forward, they're always going to go to their top performers. They Absolutely. always are. And so to me, I started thinking about, and, and I think in her question, she said something. Can we dive in kind of the, yeah, what I heard yeah, from her? Fine. Yeah, that's fine. And so, and Kara, listen, when we're when we're talking about this to you, we're, we're trying to lift you up and coach you, because some of the things I'm going to say are going to be more about you than anything else. Okay, So keep that in mind as you're listening to this, Kara, and for everybody else. Um, the first is, she said they keep piling on a number. They keep giving me Mm -hmm. this huge number. And it felt kind of victimish to me. And that comes with the territory. Like it or not, if you're a high performer, high performers are expected to perform at a high level. Mm -hmm. That's part of the deal. You're probably going to get the biggest increase. You're going to be expected to make up the gap. And that's that's what you get. That that's what we do. And so I'd love for you to just examine that thought and not feel the victim side of that and feel the opportunistic side of that feel the gratitude side of that, that, man, how thankful am I that my senior leader of sales trusts me so much that they lop on this huge, huge Mm -hmm. increase uh, increase in my uh, expectations for the next year? Mm -hmm. I think that's a much healthier way to think about it. Because as you start, you'll start to resent your leader. You'll start to resent the company. You'll start to resent the job. And that will drive you back down to mediocre performance Mm -hmm. usually. Mm -hmm. So I want you to rise to the challenge of that mentally first, and see that as a gift that you're really, really lucky that you've got because most people you don't want to be on the other end of that. I'm telling you, and I know she knows this. So,
1: you don't, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't want to get that. You don't want to
0: not get the call, or, or exactly, uh, yeah. or, or the other side of that is you don't want to be like, hey, you're on performance playing all that other <laughs> jazz, yeah, and you're, yeah. you know, going out telling a story because you got fired that for non-performance of why you got fired.
1: Yeah, I, I probably didn't hear that. Now I talked to her a little bit longer than the clip you heard, so maybe. Yeah maybe she's that she gave you that vibe in the clip i did not get that vibe i did get the vibe of fatigue yes and of performance fatigue we'll just coin that word it's a good I book. Like it. um, but but i see what you mean is that the instant that even starts to enter your mind this is the instant you start with the resentment or Absolutely. the or the frustration yeah. true frustration yeah, yeah for that's sure. good yeah um well, I had a couple things okay here's Here's the thing I had and i I gave this quote the other day when I was doing my speech, and it went over like a lead balloon. So here it is mm. Give me a lever long enough and a fulcrum to set it on, and I can move the world wow, lead balloon did you it was really? I was looking is, for like that an that applause one ever, line. Yeah,
0: like where everyone would like to jump out of their seats at that point or <laughs> yeah, throwing exactly. shit at the stage. Like, yeah.
1: Give me a level. And I think uh, I'll have to check with fact check and Doug, but I think <laughs> I don't know who said it, but it was somebody long, long time ago. So let, me, let me see if
0: I can spit that back to you here real quick. Okay. Give me a long lever and
1: a lever a, long enough,
0: a lever long enough and a fulcrum high enough. I can move the world. Yeah.
1: Okay. Fulcrum to set it on. Obviously a lever has to it's, have some kind yes. of a fulcrum. And, what's the matter?
0: <laughs> the saying just keeps getting more complicated to understand. You gotta be a physics professor to figure this one out. But I like where you're going
1: with No, the it. <laughs> point is that it's about leverage. The, the point is it about is. leverage. And so sometimes I think what we have to do is we say, well, okay, we did seven hundred thousand last year, we do a million this year, they're asking us to do one point three million next year, so the increase in the quotas is obviously an apparent The question is, is how do you best leverage your assets to make this happen? Assets like time, like customer relationships, like partnerships with other vendors, maybe, or your wisdom, your experience, LinkedIn. I mean, there's lots of different leverage points. And unfortunately, I think that sales professionals do not look at their business that way. Yeah. I think they look at their business as a one-to-one business all the time. Yep. And we're not taking away from the fact that, yes, you have to have relationships. You have to go out and call on people. You can't sit around and just do uh, LinkedIn posts. But there, al- there also is a leverage ability or a leverage component to your work. And I think if you have a big increase and you're saying, where the hours going to come from, you have to look at leverage. Yeah. Yes.
0: The, the saying, yeah. I can't figure it again. out now.
1: Would you, would you please? <laughs> Give me a lever long enough and a fulcrum to set it on, and I can move the world. I thought about who said it. Michael Scott from The Office. But it does, <laughs> it does sound like Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. quote. No, it was like okay. Sophocles or, yeah, Epictetus or, Epictetus or Epictetus or one of those dudes. right.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, so So here, here's something. <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't think it was <laughs> <or> her. Hermifredes. <laughs> Go hey, uh, ahead. Yeah. OK, let's see. Uh, so next, you're a high performer. You get a big quota, a big expectation, that sort of thing. Uh, how do you handle it? You have to, this is really hard to do, you have to look at what you need to let go to make space. And it's, hard, it's very counterintuitive for people that have performed at a high level, they've got accounts and relationships, to realize they've got to let some things good, go. Good so you've got to jettison some things. Yeah. Like if you're in a hot air balloon, you're throwing the sandbags out, that sort of stuff. You have to figure out what you need to let go, what might be weighing you down or creating resistance against you that is um, holding you back. And you need to make that needs to be a practical list and you've got to be some goodbyes. I would be a fan care in this case of you looking at some maybe smaller accounts that are maybe just like kind of base salary accounts, like state like steady, Eddie, don't grow much and give those to a younger person. Mm-hmm. That's a good karmic move. It will release things for you and it
1: will free you up to do higher, better use stuff. Okay, so but how do I do that? Because if I've got three hundred a thirty percent goal and I'm gonna give away a percent, let's just say five, 10 yeah. of my business so that I can go concentrate. Now it feels like I'm behind 40%. Yes. So how do I get right with that mentally? Yeah. Or do I just have it play out and then come back after a year and say, yeah, you're right, Brian.
0: It's, it's funny. The same way that you got to this point is the same way you're going to get to that point. So you got to look back and say, at some point you were the middle of the pack person, or at some point your territory was a million and now it's three million. What did you do? Get it from a million to two, from two to three. It's the same stuff. You just didn't realize that you did it. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. thing. So that's what I, I would do. And, and there's a little bit of faith here. You know, you've, the proverbial J curve, you tend, most things that grow will tend to backslide a little bit before they mm-hmm. before they start to expand. It's, and it's a faith-based thing for us. Like we talk about abundance here. We talk about detachment and tensions Those are philosophies that will carry you through this. You got to believe that to be true.
1: Mm -hmm. Good. That's good. Say no. Say Say no no to some things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My other one here, Kara, was, uh, is there a way you can insert some adventure in this business? I think we we get uh, kind of claustrophobic a little bit because we're doing the same thing every day, every Mm -hmm. year, every month, every Mm -hmm. year. And and the numbers keep going up, and the products might change. You might have new services, so that that adds a little intrigue. But sometimes I think you just have to change your adventure. You have to, yeah. and maybe if it's something as simple as, and I'm not saying this because we're podcasters, but maybe it's starting a podcast, or maybe it's starting some kind of a, uh, you know, a group webinar where you can find your top ten clients that are not. Um, competing and bring them together once a month and yeah. do and hire a speaker to come in and do some things or uh, i'm just trying to think of something that would add a little excitement and adventure to the to the plan and to the to the journey that keeps you excited and that's keeps you kind of on the front edge of this. And I bet you there's probably ideas that are circling around inside your business or inside the industry of people who have done things before that you could steal or yes. modify and do. Yeah, that's a great idea. People love to
0: to belong to groups like that, whether they're social business or a combination. Yeah. And for the hub of those things, that makes the the process to get the extra 30% way more enjoyable. Yeah. That's really, really good.
1: And one. I know the... I know the industry she's in, and I think it's a very lonely industry. The clients yeah. are, can be very lonely, and so this is could be a great opportunity for you to put together some kind of a little club, a little clubby. It's a great idea. Yeah.
0: Last thing here that I've got is I'm going to pull from uh, uh, Simon Senek and say you need to make sure you're connected to your your why, why you're doing this. You got that? You yeah. do. It's yeah. really really That's important here. I think you yeah. need to figure out. You said in in your question when you're talking to Bill uh, that you always have to be on top. You're, you want to be number one. And I'd ask you, who, what are you trying to prove and to whom are you trying to prove it? What are you trying to prove and to whom are you trying to prove it? And figure out if that's healthy or not. That's the main thing, right? And just make sure that it's a healthy uh, drive to be number one. Bill's shooting at me here. I think he's agreeing. Make sure it's a healthy drive to number one yeah. and not for some other ancillary reason
1: that's not healthy. That was my first piece of advice to her. We didn't play my advice because I knew that what we would come up was a hell of a lot better than just one person uh, on the spur of the moment. But that was one thing is I want to know why you are so uh, focused on this and can that be doing some harm? Amen. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure you get out of bed in the morning, you get up, you get rolling, you get going. But what harm that could also cause some harm if it starts to feel like geez, if I don't accomplish it, I'm a loser. Yeah, And uh, she didn't say, and we didn't say that, but sometimes the other side of that can be kind of dangerous. Ugly, 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 ugly motive. So if you are getting ready to bring someone in for a sales retreat or sales meeting, why not Brian Neal
0: or Bill Bill Kasky? Kasky? Horrible.
1: We're getting ready to go to North Carolina here in a couple weeks to visit our good yeah. friends. Uh, I probably shouldn't can't say, say should I? Can't I can't say because no, private talk about those Yet, yep. but uh, we're going to be down in North Carolina at a national sales meeting, and I'm going to Chicago here uh, in a couple weeks. Yep, yep. And we got two more. You've got on a the couple docket, more. Uh,
0: one in California. One in Florida. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. So
1: we're uh, we're out on the street begging for chips, begging for <laughs> dollars. But if you do want to. Uh, start the conversation. You can send us an email to listener at com. subject line, come see us and somebody will get back with you. We promise, although we were a little bad at that near the end of the year, we will not let that happen again. Now we're fixed. See you. Bye. Bye.